Bring in more revenue while saving money and differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack vying to win those guests by becoming more environmentally friendly. We will show you how easy it is and how cheap it can be, if not free, and share all the opportunities available. So join us each week as we take another step along the green path. That's one more step to differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack. The Green Path Podcast is kindly sponsored by Sustonica, the first sustainability certification for vacation rentals that audits homes on their environmentally friendly setup, installs smart measuring tools for water, gas and electricity, and offers an iPad for guests to see their real-time consumption levels. Learn more at sustonica.com. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Green Path podcast. We talk as part of the travel and short-term rental industry about our impact on the environment. But it's not just us playing a part. Hotels are already walking down their own green path. And today I'm chatting with one who is, and I quote, a whole life net zero hotel. 100% of the carbon emissions from the conception through to end of life have been reduced and rebalanced to zero. This is the first hotel in the world to do so. So today I'm chatting with Joe from that very hotel, room two in Chiswick, London. Hello, Joe. How are you? Hi, Deborah. I'm well, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Pleasure, and thank you very much for your time. I think I'm going to start this episode with a viewer and listener warning. Do not attempt to do all the things that Room 2 has done, because it's actually a little bit mind-boggling. So <laughs> sit back, listen to what this hotel has done, because it's incredible. Maybe be inspired, but let's go. Let's start with the journey of Room 2. So let's start with all where it started from. Where, where did, how did Room 2 come to be carbon zero? You know, the whole story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So we've got to go back to 1967 for that. Um, oh. Room 2 Hotels is owned by um, our parent company called the Lamington Group, uh, which was started in 1967 by the Godwin family. Uh, we are still very proud to say that we are still family ran and very much independent on that. So yeah, in 1967, the Godwin family, they were um, property developers. So they bought up townhouses in Hammersmith and converted them into flats, you know, to sell on the AST market, etc. cetera. Uh, then in 2006, we came into the short let or um, service apartment world. So we flipped a few of them onto those and that's where the Lamington Apartments brand came from. But then in 2015, uh, Gillian and Stuart Godwin, mum and dad, <laughs> uh, decided it was time to retire. And their two sons, Robert and Stuart, took over the business. Mm -hmm. And uh, Room 2 Hometels was basically their stamp on the business. Mm -hmm. It was where they saw the future of accommodation going. Um, and it's what they wanted to progress. And there's actually a backstory to that too. The boys were both Olympic sailors. Uh, for Team GB, so um, they were traveling the world, you know, having to stay in accommodation, but they had to keep their training up and, you know, keep their diet correct and do the right exercises just so they were at their maximum capacity um, mm -hmm. while they were competing. Mm -hmm. And they struggled to find accommodation, you know, that suited all of their needs in certain locations. So that's where Room 2 Home Tells came from. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. So great story. And it's kind of like, you know, it just comes out of personal experiences from the boys. So yes. um, yeah, that's why we're not just a standard hotel. So it's why we call ourselves a hometown. And um, so we are in the middle of a hotel and an Airbnb, basically. Yeah. Uh, so they're all studio apartments with kitchenettes, so you can cook if you like or, you know, order in. Um, they all have a dining table, a sofa. Obviously, you've got your bed, you know, and your bathroom as well. As mm. Mm. But how did the environmentally friendly aspect come into the story? Who, who's, um, whose idea was that? Again, it was the boys, yeah. So um, a couple of years ago, they went on a family holiday to South Africa. Um, over Christmas, they were getting together um, and they saw firsthand the effects that the climate change or the climate emergency has seen, mm. um, not only on the planet, but actually the um, environments you know, around it, like the communities. Um, there was, they went on a safari, there was one watering hole left out of what used to be five and it was being pumped by men like man you know to make sure that the animals had enough drinking water mm. and they chatted to some farmers who just couldn't grow crops on their land anymore because it was just so dry and they didn't have the resource mm. and so therefore they were having to move into different industries and move their families away and kind of just move away from their way of life mm. and so it's at that point that the boys just thought right we are in a huge industry so buildings across the world um they're the equivalent of 40 percent of the carbon emissions mm. and that are produced uh worldwide and they said we have buildings <laughs> you know we're looking to build buildings yes. so what actually can we do to put a stop to this or well not a stop but what can we do to help yeah uh, what can we do personally to make sure that we're not being part of the problem but being part of the solution yeah well it's in incredible because the depth that they've gone to 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 be so carbon neutral zero uh, percent whatever it started i looked on your website and it started with the material extraction for the materials they're using in the construction are green and then the transport to the factory and then the manufacturing and then the transport, my God, I mean, this is every step of the way. And then it even went through to the deconstruction of the building. Yeah. That, that's a huge journey for a building and to be green every step of the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, like I say, they, um, you know, were Olympians, so outperformances in the boys' DNA. So, <laughs> yeah, that, there we go. If you, if you, but if you're going to do something, do it right. You know, we had the opportunity with Chiswick, Room to Chiswick, to get it right. We were building it. So, yeah, the boys just went in. We actually got a sustainability team um, internally in place, obviously, to keep us on track. Because by all means, the boys are not experts and I'm not an expert either. Uh, but they understood that they needed that expert help to say, right, we want to do this. We want to do it properly. And mm. um, so we got teams in. We also went out. um you know, and use a lot of resources that are out there at the moment. Um, so there's a few different ones like the SME Climate Hub. Mm -hmm. um, so that's basically how to commit, act and report on um, climate action. Mm -hmm. And it gives free tools and guides and um, just kind of hot tips and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, but they wanted to basically do the whole thing properly rather than just, um, you know, little bits here and little bits there. Wow. So not only, so, so starting from construction, it was all green every step of the way. And now you have a hotel. Yeah. How, 
how is it sustainable? I, I've read a couple of things like the ultra low uh, water shower head with a power shower effect. Oh, that sounds pretty amazing. <laughs> I always like, don't like the idea of these water-saving shower heads because like, I've got a lot of hair to wet and this yeah. little dribble shower, it's like it's going to take me longer in the shower to wet my hair. But so can you please go through all the things that the hotel rooms have that are sustainable or environmentally friendly? Yeah, so there's 102 points about the building. So I'll pick out a few that people might be interested in yeah. um, to go through. So, yeah, to start on the showers. So um, at the end of the day, when we were doing this, we are still a hotel and guest experience is still at our heart. So we wanted the design of it and also the functionality of it to be appealing to guests. Mm. Um, but we've used technology is the be all and end all of, of that kind of um section so with the showers it pumps air through with the water which then gives that power shower feeling mm -hmm. so there is restrictors on there uh normally a tap runs at 22 liters per second uh whereas ours run at six um oh. but you still get that power shower because it pumps air through with it uh -huh. so you can feel it really feel it on your skin yeah oh. and we actually get very good reviews from showers <laughs> excellent which is Mm -hmm. Yeah, but in terms of the uh, rest of the rooms, we've obviously got motion sensored um, electrics, so it doesn't connect to the fridge freezer, mm -hmm. obviously that's to stay on all time, um, or the air conditioning, so you can leave that on uh, while you're out of the room, so you can have it at your own temperature, mm. um, but everything else is on a motion sensored, so it'll turn off when you're, when you're not in there. Mm. Um, I'm actually in a room at the moment, so I'm just like looking around. <laughs> We've got air filtration and uh, purifying systems so that all the air in the room is always as pure as it can be. And we monitor that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of tech, all of our appliances are low intensity, low energy intensity, and that's including the kettle and the toaster um, and everything like that. So mm -hmm. yeah, and then we have our three in one recycle bins, mm -hmm. which actually we designed ourselves uh, because when we went out to market, they were all pretty ugly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and again design and you know functionality of it uh we wanted it to be so we said nothing to landfill um, yes that's a big one that one i was gonna say wait a second i mean we all have some rubbish but how do you get away with that yeah so again it's just the supplier you choose so we've chosen a supplier that um also reports on what they do with your rubbish after it's been taken away so in general the uh, general waste so the stuff that you can't recycle or it's not food waste goes to get burnt um you know to produce electricity um and then that can either be used to recycle the recycling um, that's in the other side of the bin um or for other uses and then the food waste gets composted mm -hmm. that's fantastic yeah um i just wanted to also ask about the electricity so you in your on your website it says something about the geothermal power below the ground. Now something about two hundred meters down. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the whole building's run by uh, ground source heat pumps. Well, not the whole building. Um, so uh, ground source heat pumps. Yeah, they're basically seventeen big metal burr things that go two hundred meters down into the earth. Um, and that means that we take a percentage of our cooling and heating that we need for the building from the actual earth itself. Mm. When the building's hot, the heat goes down into the earth. And then when the building's cool, we use the earth to bring the heat back up into the building. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, so again, that's kind of a, a big step. And it was one that we were luckily able to do. Um, you know, if you are in London and there's a tube station underneath you, you're out. You can't go 200 meters down. So we were lucky with the site that we could do it. Yeah. And um, you can go outwards with ground source heat pumps as well, rather than down. But again, you know, you can't dig underneath everyone else's properties yeah. around. You, so yeah. It depends. And then the other side to that is air source heat heat pumps. So oh, wow. it's the same concept, but it's just like an it uses the air mm-hmm. outside. Mm-hmm. So when it's cool, it brings in cool air, and when it's warm, it brings in warm air. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you have solar panels as well. Yeah, we have 56 solar panels on the roof. Um, yeah. yeah, so they should equate to about 8% of our energy. Mm-hmm. We are totally transparent in everything we do. They're not at the moment. They're mm-hmm. probably doing about 5 or 6%. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are looking into the technology behind it to see where that kind of difference is coming from yeah. and how we can fix that moving forwards. Yeah, yeah. And and I also, I mean, sometimes we forget that being environmentally friendly or, or the sustainability aspect is not just about greening your property. Your bespoke furniture is made locally. So yeah. you're using local handicrafts as well. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's very much about the environment. We use One Planet Living. Um mm-hmm. It's great. It's a framework. It's got, um, I think, 10 different parts of it. One of them is obviously net zero. One of them is no waste, um, you know, water waste. Um, But then the other one is community and local kind of produce. So also it is um, more carbon efficient to use local suppliers, obviously, um, and because there's no kind of transportation of anything. Um, and they tend to be with handmade, they source their um, products, you know, more sustainably. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it just brings money into the local economy mm. um, and around us. And that's that's also one of our company pillars in general um, is community. Mm. So we also try and buy local, procure local. Mm. So yeah, all of the kind of loose fittings um, are all handmade yeah lovely now uh you say on your website that you are not 89 percent more efficient than other hotels how does that work than a standard hotel so it's again it's everything that we've put in so um we do only use green energy so we obviously have to buy electricity from the grid and yeah. um, our supplier is green so it's hydro um you know water etc mm-hmm. uh, hydro um, but we also only take what we need. So you can actually overtake from the grid uh, where we've put the technology in to only actually take what the building needs mm-hmm. um, at any one time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of it, the ground source heat pumps, you know, everything like that means that we're using the earth and everything else around it mm. to bring in the energy that we need. Mm-hmm. We also have no gas on any of our sites. Mm-hmm. So we're electric only. Is gas a dirty energy? Uh, it's not a dirty energy, but it does use natural resources. So yeah. gas is obviously a natural resource um, yeah. and it will run out. We are yeah. using it faster than it's producing itself. Right. Uh, whereas obviously electricity with hydro and wind, you know, it's kind of constant. It's yeah. I like this podcast because even I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say also about the motion, the motion detectors turning lights off and things like that. I suppose that's already a, a saving there. Out of interest, in the public corridors uh, of the hotel rooms, is that also on motion? Because at night time, the lights are always on. And I'm, I'm thinking in the apartment buildings that I've got property, why are the lights on 24-7? 
Why not yeah. motion at three o'clock in the morning? You know, you might get one person stumbling home. Why are all the lights on for that person? <laughs> yeah, yeah, or everything's motion censored within the whole building. Yeah, so all of the um, communal areas, etc. And um, obviously downstairs, there's a lot of people milling about in the kind of cafe bar area. Yeah. Uh, so they tend to stay on until it's completely um, empty. Yeah, so, great. Yeah, and, and, you, and you, that, that is a big use of energy in hotels is yeah. people lighting. Yes, yes. Um, and you, yes, you've got that cafe downstairs. I suppose it's all local supply again. All local supply. Yeah, yeah. All uh, we tend to be uh, as vegan as possible. We do have meat options. Obviously, again, it's guest experience. Yes. Um, but we try and stick to plant-based wherever we can. Um, we also sell our own produce. So we've got three beehives on the roof. Yes, I was um, going to come to the roof. That's very interesting. Yeah, for biodiversity. So uh, we harvest that honey and we use it downstairs and we also sell it as well. Yes. So you have a green roof with 75,000 bees living up there. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So that gives you the honey. and But there's a bug hotel. Do you have other bugs in there too or just the bees? Uh, well, hopefully we've got other bugs up there. I haven't been up since actually we we opened. Um, but oh, yeah, that's open. <laughs> it's yeah, it's to, it's to bring uh, biodiversity into the area. So there is little bug hotels, and they're kind of made as just a little safe haven. They also look quite cute on the roof. Not gonna yeah. lie, you can see them out the window of some of the rooms. So. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, they're just like little wooden structures, and it is birds use them. You know, for nests. Um, you know, other bugs kind of can utilize them. You know, wood lice love to. Yeah at home in them and stuff uh-huh. like okay yeah, little, little thing that you can do it's quite quirky it looks nice to guess but it also brings in um you know safe haven for for a lot of work yeah so forget the rooftop bar the bugs have it the bugs yeah, have the roof exactly. yeah <laughs> the, bugs, the bugs are chilling out with the chardonnay in the roof <laughs> now from what i understand underneath that green roof you have a blue roof so what does the blue roof do so the blue roof collects rainwater and stores it and then trickles it out into the drains very slowly, just so that we will never flood the area. So if the drains were to be blocked, etc., we can cut it off, we can stop and we can hold 50,000 litres of water on our roof. And wow. um, so it just means that this vicinity of the property should never flood. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good pool, but no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Pool for the bugs in the in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it all adds up, doesn't it? Perfect <laughs> guest experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But speaking of the guests again, do any of your guests come to you specifically because you are so sustainable? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A high percentage of them. Right. Um, what we've recently done actually is send out a survey to all of our previous guests saying, you know, asking for their feedback and if they have any ideas and stuff like that. So we we like to get them involved, mm. you know, as well. So what do they want from us? Like, what can we do better for them? And mm. um, from the corporate world, yeah, we have seen an increase in um, corporates, not just from the local area, but more central London, mm-hmm. uh, looking to book us because they're on their own journeys. And a stay with Room 2 Chiswick means that you are emitting no carbon because Mm. we've done it for you. Mm. Um, And we can give reports that show, you know, against the standard hotel, this is obviously how much you've saved, et cetera. Mm. So everyone's kind of on their journey. So it's a big kind of tick box. Mm. Um, But there is a preconception. um, Obviously, we kind of split it leisure and corporate clients that um, a sustainable hotel is going to be more expensive. Mm. 
we're not. <laughs> uh, you know, STR reporting, etc. We use it all. We still have to be competitive in a market. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're actually on par with the other properties within the area. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is going to be um, lack of design. So it's going to be wooden or bland. Or, or... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, when I first started uh, chatting about this carbon whole life, whole life carbon at zero hotel, they were like, oh, is it made of air? It's going to be greenhouse. <laughs> I think greenhouse in London would be pretty cool. Like it's a massive thing on stilts. Yeah. But no, it's, uh, it's still going to be design-led. Yeah. Um, and it's once people walk through the door, they kind of understand it. Um, also on the guest experience side, we try not to be preachy mm-hmm. and make things difficult for guests to be sustainable. Like the bins is a great example. You open it up and you just make a choice on which hole to put it in. You know, you're not walking over here to recycle or opening this on the counter to put your food in mm. you know your food waste in it's you're mm. at the bin already just drop it in the right one mm. uh, it's the motion sensors you know it's the produce it's yes yeah, so everything mm. so in terms of the guest experience nothing is sacrificed no that, the- that was our like main focus as well so sustainability and guest experience just went up and up and up together yeah. so we had some great sustainability ideas but the guest experience would have been lowered yeah and so designing our own bins yeah that was it we could have just bought one off the shelf yeah but we thought right how can we do it better for the yeah guests? yeah and and do your guests actually mention this sustainability aspect in their reviews Yes, some of them do, yeah. Um, the ones that, but it's the showers mainly. <laughs> Everyone's super surprised that, you know, they are still power showers. And uh-huh. yeah, they use less water. Um, yeah, and the bins, obviously, we get a lot of comments on um, the gym. We have the gym on site, so that's called the Peloton, things like that. So, All right, they, they actually power the electricity, you know, the, the bikes uh, power the we said that we said yeah let's just hook them all up and the guests can actually run the hotel themselves but uh, (laughs) yeah no no no. we're not quite that advanced yet Mm. Um, I was going to say one of the things that we talk about uh, is how do you promote to your guests or website visitors about what you're doing how do you promote the fact that you are 100% carbon neutral how do you promote it yeah so we have a sustainability uh, dedicated page on our website so if people are coming direct to us it's quite obvious um kind of where it is um and you can read through all of the like little bits um mm-hmm. it's very consumer kind of friendly website it's not got all the jargon in it you know mm-hmm. that some people may not understand um so that's kind of leisure based obviously now the likes of booking.com which we obviously utilize Expedia they do have uh, a travel sustainably badge um got a bit of contention about that though yeah. <laughs> it's got to evolve i think yeah yeah there's there's a lot more they could be doing to, for to let people make more informed choices mm-hmm. um it's just a tick box exercise so you could tick all the boxes nobody actually checks what you're doing and mm. um you know kind of we are on the same par as uh, another hotel which um recycles and that's it yeah they have the badge and we have the badge there's no scale there's no scale yeah exactly um and that's on these kind of booking platforms yes well um Um, you might want to have a little peek at this uh at the sponsor of this of the podcast at the moment sastonica they're they're looking into all the things that you're doing and checking on you too so it's not you but yeah (laughs) yes yes And that's it. Like, hold yourself accountable for it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like if you if you've got these great ideas and you know ambitions, think great. 
yeah. you've got to be actually doing them and making sure that you're accountable for them. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, this has been an all-encompassing uh, uh, episode. I mean, you know, from getting the materials to build your property right through. <laughs> um, is there anything that we haven't touched on that you might want to add? Anything else about the guest experience or efficiencies or, or anything else? Oh, I could talk all day about it. And I'm not even an expert, you know, like that's it. the amount that I've learned personally over this journey um, mm. is, is crazy. But the one thing that I get the most is where do I start? Like, you know, it's a big world out there. And to be fair, like uh, decarbonizing is just one part of the whole journey um, mm. to get there. And so I've got five really quick and easy wins if you yeah. are you know, service apartment provider or a hotel that you can implement pretty quickly and mm -hmm. um, get up. So um, the first one is switch to a green energy provider. That's it, you know. Um, they also will help you and use what you need from the grid. Um, but also, you know, it's it's wind, it's hydro, et cetera. So, um, and that's nice and easy. There's mm -hmm. loads of them out there now. So mm -hmm. obviously you can just go and compare and get the best deal for, for you. Mm -hmm. um, recycle. Put recycling bins in and do it properly though so get a get a partner that takes it away that you know what they're doing with it it's not just all being lumped into one bag um, and that's also kind of on your staff as well so our oh, staff sounds great bless them go through the bins and just make sure that everything is in the correct one mm -hmm. so if something that can be recycled is in the general waste they flip it into the recycling so that we're kind of keeping um keeping up that way and um, no single-use plastics mm -hmm. you know like we Yes, we do have plastic um, shampoo and conditioner bottles in the shower, but they're refillable. Um, it's the same as all of our um, cleaning products. They're all refillable and we buy the refills, which are in recyclable um, cartons, et cetera. Um, and then is, no just a question there, though. With your kitchens, do you supply like salt or olive oil or something to get someone started? We don't do olive oil. We yeah. do salt, pepper, tea, coffee. Right. Are they um, in like paper sachets or are they just in big refillable sort of containers so the salt and pepper are in refillable grinders mm -hmm. yeah uh, the tea bags again guest experience and also health and safety you can't have a big tub because you yeah got to put the hand in it and not wash them up for the toilet you know <laughs> like you don't want that so they are in single um packaging but the supplier we use is cradle to cradle sustainable and um, so they're all recyclable or um you know um uh, Possible. Yes, yes, great. Sorry to interrupt you, but I just wanted to no, no, that okay. because that's what some people some people are questioning, like, how do I do this? So that's great to know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know we had a conversation about the milk last time, and we yeah. came up with a solution. Um, so again, milk—you don't want to put a whole carton in there because people may not use it, and then it goes to waste, etc. So now we have little refillable um, glass, cute jugs, um, and it just says on it, "Take me downstairs to get some fresh milk." So oh. then fill it up for them and you keep that in the fridge, you know, for the for the amount of time that you're here. Mm -hmm. um, and then or it just says text us and we'll bring some up. So, you know, if the guests want to leave, if they're settled in for the night, the team, we use WhatsApp for everything. Uh, mm -hmm. I guess included. so they just WhatsApp the team and, and they'll bring it up for them. Sounds great. I like that. <laughs> very, very good solution. Yeah, yeah. So that was a brainstorm internally. It's like, what can we do with the milk? <laughs> it's all these little steps. Mm -hmm. Um and then, yeah, the fifth one is install it in your teams. We now also personally kind of live and breathe sustainability. It's always on our mind. We're like, even personally, like, oh, can I take the train instead of flying? Um, I'm off to GBT 
GBTA in Brussels next week. I'm getting Eurostar and sort of flying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like little things like that. Um, but also we have KPIs as teams to be more sustainable within the business as well and only use sustainable providers and, you know, travel less or longer, you know, mm. if you need to, et cetera. So, um, and yeah, like I say, they're installed in us because they're part of our KPIs now. Fantastic. Yeah. And they're, so they're five quick wins. I've got five more expensive wins. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> okay, so just rattle the five more expensive ones off quickly. Yeah, really quick. So solar panels, get them on yeah. the roof. Uh, ground source or air source heat pumps, you know, we've chatted about them. Remove gas out of the building. It's obviously a retrofit. Um, and insulate. So if you're refurbing, make sure you insulate and then change um, out all boilers. Um, you know, if you've got an older kind of boiler in, look for a more energy efficient one. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, well, cost you a bit of cash. <laughs> yeah. But Joe, this has been absolutely eye-opening. Honestly, you know, like I, I didn't realize you could have such an expanse of greening from beginning to end. And it's been great, especially the shower. I like the shower idea. Especially if the guests are commenting about it in reviews. I might have to put a link to it in the description below. <laughs> Speaking of which, I will put all the links that we've mentioned. I'll put them in the description below. And if you have any questions for Joe or Room 2, stick them in the comments below. Let's get this conversation started. Joe, thank you so much for your time. It's been really, really great hearing all about it. Yeah, thank you, Deborah. It's been amazing. Thank you. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode and were at least a little bit inspired. If you'd like to catch up on the other episodes that you've missed, just head to thegreenpathpodcast.com. See you next time.